This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Hold on, check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am joined once again today by Jordana Abraham. Hi, Jordana. Hi, Dylan. So excited to be back after such an amazing reunion. I feel like Jersey reunions are always good, but last night. I'm really excited for part two. I'll say that. Yeah, I feel like there's, you know, they never they know what they're doing. They never have a bad reunion per se. But you can always tell when they show up for the reunion and there's that little extra that spark in the air that it's like, somebody came in mad, somebody woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I think we're gonna be all the better for it. (laughs) Totally. Everyone was coming in pretty hot. So very excited. And coming in, coming into the reunion before we even get into all of that drama, there's been some drama on the streets, you might say. The streets are saying that Jackie Goldschneider may be demoted to a friend of for next season. Oh, wow. This isn't like official yet. I always am a they little... They started filming? No. They're allegedly going to start filming later this month. And so they're testing right. some new women uh, and like figuring out the cast. But... I I always take these with a grain of salt, but I'm curious what your initial reaction is to the possibility of Jackie being demoted. I would be so surprised because I feel like she carries her weight um, and people seem to like her. I mean, maybe not on Bravo Twitter. I don't know. I haven't really been perusing that, but I don't know. I feel like she brought an interesting storyline. And I feel like, honestly, I don't think there's any bad cast member. I don't think there's any cast member that's not like, that I'm like, we could do without that cast member. Like, I think they all are kind of part of a really good, interesting group dynamic, personally. I agree. I think this group is tight in the sense, obviously, they're not all good friends with each other. But like, they all have a lot of different connections between them. And it feels like the group chemistry is really solid at this point. And I, the one thing that I guess if, if they were to demote Jackie, I do think they really want to bring in some new life for next season, some new blood. Cause it's been a long time since we've had anybody that really stuck. I mean, Tracy is reportedly not getting asked back big surprise. And so I feel like maybe if by, having one less current housewife, then that would kind of give them room to let in some new people. And that could be really exciting. But I agree with you that I don't think Jackie has really done anything in the last season or two to like, lose her spot. So I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, also, I it could, be the, it could be the kind of thing where they kind of start out filming with her as a friend. And then depending on how the season goes, she could easily get bumped back up again. But I don't know. Definitely intriguing. And coming off of this reunion, I'm like, I feel like everybody really has their head in the game. Nobody seems complacent at this reunion. And I love, I love that. I love when nobody is like checked out. 
Totally. Everyone seems to have like a, a side, an opinion. Um, no one's just like quietly sitting there. I mean, there's so much to go into. I don't even know what you want to talk about first. So let's, <laughs> yeah, let's start. I want to start with Jennifer and Dolores because okay, within the first 10, 15 minutes of this reunion, it is clear that something has happened with Jennifer and Dolores mm-hmm. and they are... Um, they don't fuck with each other anymore. (laughs) And it's interesting because I feel like for the last couple seasons of New Jersey, it's been pretty easy to split the cast down the middle and say, okay, well, you have Melissa, Jackie, and Margaret, and then you have Teresa, Dolores, and Jennifer. And that's kind of the easiest way to think about it. And maybe it hasn't always been that simple, but in this reunion, all of a sudden, Jennifer and Dolores seem like they hate each other and i'm like this is a very interesting development and i think it's gonna uh, impact everyone in uh, on the cast i don't understand what happened since the end because it looked like they were fine and i mean honestly it never made sense for me that dolores was on the Teresa side because like dolores seems like an extremely rational person like she seems logical above all else and not like she doesn't obviously she gets heated but it's not she doesn't blindly take a side and Teresa is to me so irrational that it never made sense that she was kind of on that team. Just it, it, for anything, for any reason other than history, mm-hmm. but she doesn't seem like she was like on the other side either. She's sort of like the voice of reason, a line on her own, almost like a side of her own. <laughs> she should get a chair. <laughs> instead of yeah, a She's like a, she's like a free agent in this cast now. Yeah. It seems like, and she, I think because with Jennifer, it always has felt like she's kind of doing Teresa's bidding, whereas Dolores has that longstanding bond with Teresa, but has never been willing to be kind of her lapdog or anything like that. And so now I, mean, I think we're seeing, I think Dolores has likely always kind of been annoyed by Jennifer or not sort of gelled with her on a deep level. And after some of the stuff that's gone down this season and since filming ended, Dolores is like, yeah, I don't actually want to, I don't want to pretend to be like Jennifer's shoulder to cry on anymore. Cause I don't really want to do that. I mean, I could not believe that Teresa didn't invite her to oh her engagement party. That to me was like, I was like, I was so mad on, Del- I usually don't like, I'm not like emotionally invested really, <laughs> but I was so mad on Dolores's part. Like, like on behalf of Dolores, like for no reason to say like, I didn't invite you because we haven't double dated. Like they've been friends for 20 something years. And you would think like Teresa of all people would know how it felt because there were so many seasons on this show where everyone had a, had a boyfriend or a husband and all the husbands were hanging out and she was alone. You would, you would imagine she would be the first person to have some sort of compassion for someone who wasn't like in a strong or, or coupled relationship. I couldn't believe that that was the reason she gave. That was like almost more angering to me than the fact that she didn't invite her. It was, that was a shocking moment. And I was glad that some of the other women at the reunion also seemed as shocked by it. And that it was really strange to them because you could tell Dolores, I don't know if this was genuine or if she felt like she just didn't want to get into it with Teresa But she was like, it's fine. I'm not upset. You don't have to make it a thing when it's not a thing. But I'm like, even if you're not angry about it, it's just strange. 
it's weird that you're yeah. having this. Teresa is seemingly over the moon about this engagement, the wedding, about Louis in general. And like, if she's sharing that with all of these people in her life, the fact that Dolores isn't on that list, even if it's a pretty short list, is just, it just feels off. Something feels weird about that. And the fact that Teresa feels so, the fact that Teresa is seemingly so comfortable with just writing it off as like, well, she's, she's not a, she doesn't have a man that Louie knows. And it's like, that's not how life works. Like, okay, don't give her right. a plus one then. But like, <laughs> why can't she be there? That made, yeah, the reason didn't make any sense. I would have to imagine that it's not a real reason because it's like, oh, we're not having single people at this event. Like, who would say that? That's crazy. <laughs> it actually, the, the engagement party seems like it has struck a nerve for a, a few people in the cast. Namely, also, oh, yeah. Melissa, who is saying, so basically, it sounds like at this engagement party, there were two tables. She's like, interesting. I've never heard of a two table. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how many people were there? What shape were these tables? But it was yeah. like, it was there was like a fam, a family table and a friend's table. And, okay. and Louis family, like Louis sisters, and whoever else were seated at the family table. And Melissa and Joe were seated at the friends table. And this to me is one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if it actually really matters, but I understand why Melissa and Joe would think that it's a little weird. Right. It's clearly like, it's like a snub. It's like the, the, uh, engagement party version of the Yolanda, you know, my A team, thing it's like a subtle (laughs) like little dig and i have to imagine Teresa knew what she was doing but she's also one thing about Teresa, she's not really trying to hide her feelings about them she's saying like you know what i mean we're not close you're not my bridesmaid and i you know louis i'm close to louis sisters and i'm close to louis family and she seems to have fully like taken she's definitely like put a line in the sand and said and 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 it's funny because weddings are such a an interesting way to do that or such a i mean if if that's what you're Mm -hmm. looking to do it's a great vehicle for that it's a great vehicle for saying and here are my six best friends and here's the and they're in my bridal party and here's who's not it's like very much like almost like a middle school-ish kind of way to show your in-group out group yeah it almost makes you wonder if you're a 50 year old person getting married why do you even feel the need to have a whole like these are my bridesmaids you're not getting invited like i'm so glad you said that i was like it's very (laughs) odd for someone who's like in their 50s who's already divorced to have like a bridal part just seems a little weird to me Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash 
MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. A big moment for me that I felt like didn't get discussed a lot was Teresa's talking about Joe Judice and how Joe and Louie are so different. And she says that she was not in love with Joe when they got married. And Melissa... And there are some faces made on the couch when she says this. And I personally, I just think that's a wild thing to say about the father of your four children. And Teresa is like the first person to be like, don't talk bad about Joe because that's my daughter's father. And I don't want them to hear that. And it's like, what are they going to think when you're like, I never, I was (laughs) never, I was never in love with him. Like that just feels like such a, it's so it's such an unnecessary thing to say. Like it, it doesn't matter at this point. So it feels like yeah. it just feels kind of mean to me. I don't know. Well, it's almost like she's proving her love for Louis by by saying that it's so much better than this other thing that she's had. Like she needs to like prove it yeah. in a way by putting down the other relationship. But also Teresa has an impeccable way of just like feeding into whatever narrative she's decided is the case. Like whatever nar- the narrative is in her mind, like all the evidence changes to support that narrative and anything that doesn't support that narrative kind of gets thrown out the window. And you see that with like, you know, her talking about her ex and Louie, you see that with her talking about she, her continuing to say that the, her rumor about Jackie's husband was the same as, as um, what Margaret did to Jennifer, like whatever she wants to believe every, she sees all the evidence pointing in that direction. She also, when she's talking about her relationship with Louis and how great it is, she uses as an example that they have never fought. They've never had a fight. And I think I'm, sh- I know you have feelings about this <laughs> type of topic, but it's like saying that you've never fought with your partner doesn't actually prove that you have a strong relationship. It proves that you, I don't know if it proves anything, but it suggests to me that you are not willing to go there when you have a disagreement or when you, you know, might not see the same way on something that you would rather just like not hash it out. And that to me does not seem like an indication of like the healthy, strong relationship that Teresa thinks it is. To me, that's quite the opposite actually of a healthy, strong relationship. Because if you've never, first of all, I would never marry anyone I didn't fight with because I wouldn't want to find out what their fighting style was 
after I was already married to them. <laughs> because the idea that you would never, ever fight with someone is totally crazy. That just means you're not, no, someone is, is holding, one or two people are holding things in because there's no such thing as conflict never arising. And that's true of any good, happy relationship. So one, I don't believe her because there was definitely some weird tension when she was like talking and Louis was like, I'm going to leave. Like I considered that almost like not a fight, but like indicative of the fighting style that they had or like the disagreement style that they had, which is basically him shutting her down. So maybe that's how they didn't fight. And just two, like, again, if you're never fighting, it means someone is not saying their feelings and you're just trying to like agree with each other to keep the peace and you haven't gotten to that level of like intimacy in a relationship where you can actually share something that's bothering you. Yeah. I, again, I feel like I've said in the past this season, it's like, I want nothing but the best for Teresa. I hope she's super happy with Louie, but the way that she's showing us or telling us how happy she is, is like setting off all of these alarm bells. And I wish that she could be a little more, self-aware about that, that it's like you telling me a hundred times that you love, that you're in love and you've never fought isn't doing what you think it's doing. (laughs) Right. For anyone who has like a a nuanced sense of how relationship works, that's not proving anything to anyone. She also still has this really antiquated idea that we've seen on this show in the past of how certain things are like the wife's fault or the wife's problem. And she says the wife controls everything. And we go back we're talking about Joe and Melissa, of course, and it's revealed to us that, so Melissa says that Teresa was a bridesmaid in her wedding, and she's like, well, yeah, like it was a long time ago, and I was pregnant, and Teresa seems to be angry at Melissa still to this day for not moving her wedding date so that Teresa would not be pregnant at the wedding. And this, (laughs) I, I just, I don't even know, like, I, my brain is like breaking with that information. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things that I've ever seen on a reunion. And she was like still or mad at all. But like, and you you see this in weddings when people are like, you know what I mean? Like, couldn't you wait to have like, oh, you can't come on my yeah. bachelorette, whatever. Like you see this a little bit. Also, they've been, how long have they been married? What? Like close to 20 years, I assume. Close to 20 years because Antonio is 16. Like, yeah. Right. So somewhere on the, on the side between 15 and 20 years, just to me that she's still... Thinking about it, it just goes to show you, Teresa does not forget a single thing, a, consider, a, a single wrong she thinks is done against her. Not that that's a wrong, but it's just so funny that it's just like, it really shows her narcissism to me that she thought Melissa should change her, a cool sister-in-law would change the wedding date to be after Teresa gave birth. And that so much of this hinges on Melissa not being a good sister-in-law when it really feels like Teresa has it it definitely feels like Joe Gorga wishes he had a better relationship with his sister and i think that Teresa almost like deflects some of the issues with her and Joe onto Melissa and i think that's i i feel for Melissa cuz i think she she sort of feels like she can't do anything right and she's always the one being kind of put in the middle of these problems and it's like first of all like when Teresa's like, okay, how can you defend that? And she's like, well, I don't, you know, like there's just no right answer. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Show, show (sighs) them Andy, show them how I defend Melissa. That was, that was a moment. I was shocked that Teresa couldn't come up with 
one thing and the mo- it's like it's like do you not prepare for this do you not think this is going to be brought up <laughs> i know i mean to me what you just said is also just the running theme of if the show had an arc that would be the arc to me it's like a two a sister-in-law and a, and two sister-in-laws who basically like it's, there's if you think back on this whole show there's never really been a time when the two of them have gotten along super well or been really close or been really good friends they've been like closer they've been like seemingly not at war with each other but here the thing is about them and even really with joe and Teresa is that they don't really like each other like they're not this they're very different people and that's kind of the thing you think about like just interpersonal relationships in general like sometimes someone's in your family that you just don't get along with and that's like kind of okay like just because you happen to be blood doesn't mean you have to be close you're different people doesn't necessarily mean like one person is bad and one person is good, but like that's something in this family that no one ever seems to be like bringing up is like, you're just not that close. Like it just is what it is. Yeah. And I think for, for all of the things that Teresa said in this reunion part that made me, you know, want (laughs) to like steam pop out of my ears. I do appreciate a little bit that it seems like, she is really done with the sort of facade of Melissa and her sort of like always trying to be close and like trying to dispel the idea that they don't like each other. They don't get along. It feels like some, some sort of dam has has burst in this relationship where finally at this reunion, they're both sort of content to be like, yeah, we're not close. We don't hang out. I don't really, we're not, that's not our relationship, but I think they're, they're dealing with it in sort of different ways. And I think Teresa's way of dealing with it is just sort of saying whatever pops into her head and really like hurting people's feelings along the way. Whereas I think Melissa is a little bit more, I think she's trying a little bit harder not to hurt people's feelings. She's trying to sort of accept her. You can see that through this whole season. She's trying to accept her where she's at. This is who she is. This is how she apologizes. Like, I'm not going to. And it's a long, it's an uphill battle to try to change someone who's very set in their ways. Like, and that's kind of, I feel like where they should take this relationship is. And I agree with Teresa in that sense. Although, again, I think she's going a little below the belt in an effort to show that, like, she's right. When really both of them should be like, yeah, we don't get along. I happen to be married to her brother and I res- I'll respect her for that reason. I'm not going to like try to change them. It's sort of what Melissa was doing. Um, I'm not going to get mad at them whenever they don't defend me because we're not, we don't really have a close bond. So like everyone, it's kind of, I just said a few weeks ago, it's like you either have to defend each other all the time or you just agree that you'll just be on the side of whoever's right. And we were not going to do this blind loyalty thing, which I think they would both benefit from. And then they could be, in the group that really makes sense for them, not like this artificial group because they're a family. Right. And if we're acknowledging that they're not close, that they don't have this, you know, sister bond, then for Melissa to be expected to like disavow Margaret as a friend because Teresa's not getting along with her, it doesn't make sense for Melissa to do that because she would be losing an actual good friend in Margaret and gaining I guess an ounce of an ounce of trust with the sister-in-law that she isn't close with. So it's like, 
Right. right. So it's and like, they won't I, be close ever because they're just not, they have very different personalities. Right. If they were ever going to get to a place of being like genuinely close or like genuinely affectionate toward each other, it would have happened sometime in the last 20 years. You would imagine. Not, there's right. not this like magic scenario that's going to present itself where all of a sudden Melissa and Teresa just click with each other. That isn't happening. It's never happened. And I think I think this reunion feels like kind of uh, maybe a turning point where if they both stay on the show, maybe they'll butt heads sometimes, but that the main storyline doesn't need to be, oh, we're right. trying this year to, to get to a better place. Because, you know, maybe you're just not meant to not meant to be. Right. And I think they could, that could be the case and they could both be happy with it. It's just, it's just very interesting. I think to see them like that every season they try to make it work and it doesn't work. And, um, I think they would, the only thing they have in common is their love for being famous and on the show. Like if they didn't have this yeah, show, they probably it wouldn't be an issue because they wouldn't speak that much and it would be like, fine. Right, they'd see each other at Christmas and Easter, and and then Joe and Melissa would leave to go to Kathy's house. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe they were. It was I was kind of great having watched. It was never I was never so happy to have watched from the beginning because it yeah. feels like oh I'm like in I know I know exactly every reference they're talking about. You know, well, and when Teresa's when Ter- their Teresa brings up. Well, look at how they came on the show. You know, they came on they came on my show and then Melissa became friends with Jacqueline and Caroline and Aunt, even Andy's like absolutely not. We're not doing this right now. Jacqueline's We're, here. <laughs> it's like <laughs> let's bring out Jacqueline. But it's like it's like at this point it's like we don't even want to go back to Jackie's analogy last season. We're certainly right. not going back to the christening 10 years ago. Yeah, and I do think that like I agree. Like Melissa should not, sh- like Teresa should not care. Then that Melissa is defending Margaret, and in, in that same vein, I think that Melissa should let go of like the Jennifer thing. Like, mm. fine, she didn't defend you to Jennifer. Like, they're they have a more similar personality. They get along better. Like, I don't think either of them should be demanding that either of them stick up for them. They should go based on what they believe is right and wrong. Right. It's like when you're when you're trying to like share toys with somebody that you don't really get along with. It's like, okay, fine. Like Melissa, you get to play with Margaret and (laughs) Teresa, you get to play with Jennifer and we're just going to go our separate ways. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I think they'd be happier that way. The show might be weirder because they would just be like segmented off, but you know, I, I, I want to talk about the use of the term bitch boy, which it's really being thrown around a lot here. Joe Gorga gets brought out. I love that Joe gets like a solo man segment. Like they're not bringing out the husbands. They're bringing out Joe. And that is honestly necessary. Um, I just feel, okay. I don't know how I feel about the term bitch boy. I don't know that I really feel strongly about it. I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, I mean, I whatever. don't like it, but like, <laughs> I'm not like, I do think enraged. I think, it. It's a little bit funny to me for Teresa to act as if she wouldn't have a problem with somebody hurling that at Louis. That to me is a little bit, it's a little bit unrealistic. That's what I'm saying about the narrative. Like the narrative that she goes with just feeds into whatever the point she's trying to make. Also, like 
I think just bringing back the, the Dolores not being invited thing, like if Dolores got engaged and didn't invite her to something, she would freak out. Like it would never be okay. Like, it, do you know what I mean? Like if, if someone yeah. called Louie a bitch boy, she would freak out. But that's not the narrative, the point she's trying to prove. So she's not going to say that. To me, the, Joe got so upset, and this is me speculating, is because I'm sure online he gets a lot of feedback about him being very involved as he has, but he's, you know, he's the seventh housewife. He's been like, and I'm sure he has like weird internalized feelings about that. Cause he's all about trying to be like this man who's like a strong man. And like, he's very like tied to his masculinity and like his penis. Um, but he, Tarzan, to me, if you will. Right. Yeah. Like that's been his thing. And I think that like when she was like, I don't like that you're getting involved in all the women's things. And I think that probably hit something he's a little insecure about. Like how does his like, manly man persona play into this idea that he's like very involved in the female drama. Yeah. And I, I think then also there's a weird dynamic there because with Louie coming on the show this season and at the beginning of this, in the first half, we talked about this last week that Teresa in on the shore trip was like, he didn't sign up for this. He's not involved. But then as the season goes on, Obviously, he has signed up for this. He is on the show. He's coming to the reunion. He brought the scroll. Right. He's fully around on the show that it's like Teresa is really critical of how her brother sort of gets involved. But then Andy's like, well, I mean, Louis here. We're bringing him out in like 30 minutes. So you right. can't just like, I, I mean, it's, it it's one thing it's one thing to criticize like a specific thing that Joe is commenting on but the idea I always think it's a little weird the idea on these shows of like men shouldn't get involved in women's business and it's like I mean in some scenarios I think that's fair but also I think in the context of the show that clearly all of these men are actively participating in the lines right. are going to get blurry and like we see Jennifer Jennifer and Joe are like yelling back and forth on the couch. She, Jenna, I do kind of love the way that Jennifer just is like gleefully going at Joe Gorga. Like she, she's having so much fun on that couch. And I really appreciate her reunion persona because it's just, she just likes being messy. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, it goes both ways. Everybody's involved with each other. You've all known each other for a long time. I, I think I, I just want to see, I want to see like everything being discussed. I don't care if it's like a man talking to a woman talking to this way. Like it, do, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that too. I also think Joe brings something really interesting to the table. It, again, you have that dynamic of like the family dynamic. And so I'm into Joe and he does. And honestly, like Jennifer did come after him too. So it's not like it was completely like it was just, he's only defending Melissa. Like he is defending himself right yeah no i think i think joe uh joe gets more than his fair share of of direct attacks and i i don't have a problem with him responding to any of those um but yeah i don't know i thought this this first part of the reunion was so banger there yeah they you know can't wait for next. Is it three parts or two parts? It, it is three parts, uh, which, okay. you know, we always, I, I'm always a little apprehensive about three part reunions, but uh, c- considering their first part was so strong, I'll allow it. I mean, Beverly Hills was four parts last year. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We got to curb. We got to curb the, the reunion. I think, 
Yeah. The bloat. Two or three. Two or three. Two or three. I, I, I agree. Four. It's just, it's just not necessary. Agreed. I know they want their ratings. They want their money. Yeah. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. How did you feel about this summer house finale? Um, Honestly, I was a little underwhelmed by it. I didn't feel like there was like a ton that happened. It was kind mm-hmm. of like I'm, a, I'm much more excited for the reunion to where they like get into all of this stuff. But I feel like, um, you know, the one thing the wedding happened, it was it looked beautiful. And like, I guess it's good that they went through it. I guess they had that COVID thing, which sort of like mixed things up. But to me, it was like I was like, oh, this is great. They got COVID before the wedding. Like to me, it would have been a crisis if they had gotten COVID and the wedding was within 10 days of them getting COVID. So I didn't really right. understand why that was such a big deal. I guess they had yeah, a lot of things think, to do, but... Yeah, I think in general, they were just kind of um, very last minute with a lot of things about their wedding. So I'm sure they had left themselves a, a nice long to-do list during those last two weeks. Um, but yeah, the wedding was nice. It was I was glad to see everyone there. Um, honestly, the most interesting conversation I think that happened on this finale was Danielle and Robert talking about moving to Charleston and 
Danielle, I, it's always, I don't know, when couples are having conversations like this on these shows, I always wonder kind of what we're not seeing off camera. And when Danielle is like saying that she has questions about moving to Charleston because she's literally never been there, I'm like, yeah, that's... Why don't you go visit? Extremely valid. Uh, but then by the end of but then by the end of the conversation, she's like, okay, yeah, I will, I will go. And it's like Right. It felt like we needed to, they needed to have like one last conversation about this to like tie up the storyline. And it's like, wait, what's what's happening with this? Are they in Charleston? What like what are we doing? Totally. And I assume for this kind of thing, it's like they've discussed off camera what their solution is, and then they're like, Okay, we're gonna like bring it up on camera, close the loop and like this is going to be like our public version of it, but I'm sure there was a lot more back and forth behind the scenes. And she was like, I have some stipulations and the stipulations where she could come back and see Lindsay. Like I assume the real stipulation is that they get engaged soon. Like that's what I would right. imagine the reals. <laughs> right. Right. Like it, it, it just seems like if you're somebody in your thirties in real life, the stipulations would be like, okay, I want this commitment from you. Right. This is By how things are going to be financially. Yeah. Like, xyz like life things and you're like well i want to see my bestie at least twice (laughs) at least like once every other month she could go home as much as she wants i mean like that to me was like obvious right (laughs) and you'll never go back to new york (laughs) right he's not like putting her in a dungeon in charleston like she's just yeah (laughs) she's just gonna be like hanging out there i'm sure Um, she doesn't want to like say it and put it out there and like jinx it or sound like Lindsay with her crazy timelines but um, to me, that was kind of what was implied in I have my conditions or whatever. Yeah, I'm all, I'm very curious for this reunion to see sort of what's going on with Lindsay and Carl, because we see in the trailer this inkling that other others in the cast are not that thrilled about their relationship or maybe don't buy it completely. Mm-hmm. And by the finale, it's not they're not really in a relationship or anything like they're sort of just like dancing around it. Carl really wants to wait for his one year sobriety to jump into a relationship, which I totally respect, but I'm sort of like, what has happened in these last few months to make people in the cast feel this way about their relationship? Yeah. And that's definitely what I'm interested in seeing there. Cause like it did seem a little, I don't want to say random, Cause like they are very close and have been very good friends in some ways it makes sense to me. And in some ways I'm like, am I, are we being like made to feel a certain way? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like I could see it kind of both ways. Yeah. I think anytime, anytime a couple forms of two people that have been on the same show like this for multiple seasons, the natural inclination is to be like, okay, is this, is this real? Is it kind of real? Is it just a storyline? Like, do th- are they both in on it type of thing? Like, uh, it's sort of similar on this season of Selling Sunset to Chriselle right. dating Jason. And you're like, okay, so this was very neatly, uh, like, the fact that they went public on the season premiere and then broke up on the season finale feels a little bit too neat. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah. With Lindsay and Carl, it feels a little bit more blurry because it's like, we know they've been attracted to each other in the past it really does feel like they have this genuine f- friendship live in the same bond building. with each other. <laughs> exactly. So like I, I've never been since they came out as a couple earlier this year, I've never really had any issue just believing it. But if the rest of the cast are 
some of the rest of the cast are a little skeptical, then that would kind of, that would might make me look at it a different Sway way. You. Because because I'm like, somebody like Amanda or Paige, I know Paige just like kind of hates Lindsay, so maybe she's not an unbiased opinion. But like, if those people are questioning this relationship or don't feel like we're getting the full story, then I, w- I want to do a little more digging. Yeah, I'm sure there's some other weird stuff that we don't know about. I'm excited to see how much of it is spilled on the reunion. I think the reunion will be really interesting. I also thought it was really funny that Kyle was like, we had so much to do in the last five days that we just didn't even get to the prenup. So like that solved that problem. <laughs> you were, uh, yeah, that was, that we was a uh, time. <laughs> very convenient after we've said for several weeks that this seemed like a fake story. <laughs> it's just so funny that like, oh, that's how we approach major financial, de- financial decisions about like our future and our life. Like, you know, we just had to cut some stuff because we had COVID and um, the thing that determines our financial security for the rest of our life. Just no, we just didn't have time. <laughs> and and he's like, maybe we'll get to it later. And it's like, I know you can make a, you can draw up a contract at any time, but like get to it later is famously not how a prenup works. <laughs> right. I guess they could do a postnup or something. But like, to me, again, very scripted, conven- like you said, convenient storyline ender for that thing they did however find a florist two weeks before the wedding i was i was relieved to see that the flowers looked good they you know yeah the wedding looked beautiful she looked great and um you know i'm always surprised by how how like you know how vows are sort of made to seem like everything was so smooth (laughs) i I love that we see a little bit of her vow writing process which is like googling what should be in vows and then they like Paige is like, oh, I heard my friend say something at her wedding. Let me call her. The little let things. Me, the little things. <laughs> let me call Craig and see what she said. And then they're like, oh, we must have Googled the same thing. It's like, wow, so romantic. I know. Very, very genuine feeling that whole uh, edit for them. <laughs> I did relate a little bit. I um I officiated my sister's wedding back in 2019. And it was like a very, it was like not a religious ceremony or anything. So I was like, okay, like, what do you want? What do you, what do you want in the ceremony? And they were, they were like, whatever. And so I was like, definitely did some Googling of like wedding ceremony template. (laughs) No, I can imagine that. I mean, it was interesting also that Kyle, not Kyle, Carl was officiating. They had their timelines a little bit. Again, I think that was the thing where they like asked him on camera, but they had already asked him before. Because he was oh, like, absolutely. it was like three weeks. It was like three weeks before, and they show them asking him. But then he was like, "Oh, I got ordained like a few months ago, or something like that, or or at least four weeks ago, or something like that." Yeah, getting ordained is very easy, but you do have to like have it done at a certain point so you can be like yeah. certified to whatever. Yeah, that was fake. Which is again not the <laughs> biggest deal. Fine, and yeah, it was it was nice. It looked like a beautiful day. And we got a little 10 second teaser of Winter House, which we knew was going to be coming back, but um, exciting, I guess. I, Winter House last year didn't come out until like October. So um, if they're following a similar timeline, then we've got a long time to wait. But whatever, I guess we'll we'll see. I feel like they'll probably go a little earlier if I had to guess, but I guess you're right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, whenever Southern Charm comes out, we'll get more of a look at Paige and Craig for better or for worse. Is she going to be on Southern Charm? I believe so. I don't know if she's like in the cast, but she's definitely going to be around Visiting. a little bit. She's She's been in Charleston a lot 
like with the with the group. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm very excited for this reunion and next week's re- reunions are the best. I know. So we are going to be back next week and we will have a double reunion uh, discussion because we're going to have Jersey and Summer House both happening. I'm excited for that. Um, Jordana, before we go, you have a new podcast that I want you to talk about. What's oh, going thank on? you. Yes. I mean, if you enjoy listening to me here, break down the interpersonal relationships of people that I do not know at all, you will enjoy the new batches podcast oversharing where I, that I host with my sister, who's a clinical psychologist, where we will go through your actual emails for your own interpersonal relationships, anything from friendships, work issues, like family problems, any sort of, in, like literally the gamut of Jersey. Um, just <laughs> You're like, yes, yeah, so we had an email from Teresa. Exactly. <laughs> Teresa, if you're listening, <laughs> please write it in. Um, we will be happy to, to help you with your family crisis. Email oversharing at Betches.com. Listen to oversharing anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify. And yeah, let me know what you guys think. And I'll be back next week with you. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here as always. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.